0: but <laughs> so now we've just got the awkward silence of uh, trying to think of something imaginative when the, yes. all the uh <laughs> the genuine things
1: yeah for for listeners who might be listening to the intro bit i've just uh broke 20 hours worth of lego in 20 seconds so <laughs> heart has broken a little bit not gonna lie um i'm okay
0: uh, the heartbreak is real well, you have got to you have to tell everyone what are you making you're making a beach house i'm
1: right? making well i'm making a beach scene that beach i've sink. given myself a year to build it's going to be pretty big so I've oh, wow got a beach hut i've got a shark i've got um, see now
0: that it's a canon event spoilers
1: i uh, know I've, I've i've committed you, now you, you've, <laughs> you're gonna reference. have to
0: start putting this on the podcast of yeah. your progress
1: yeah i'm gonna have to start posting pictures as well yeah so, on the instagram yeah so the plan is to have a beachside hotel which currently nice. looks a bit like a church but it looks, i'll send you a picture <laughs> later but um <laughs> i don't I, I don't know but um yeah, so we'll get we'll get there. We'll get there. That's fine. Hello everyone and welcome once again to the Phantom Zone, your one-stop shop for all things nerdy. If you like what you hear today, you can listen to our other podcasts on a whole range of nerdy topics on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and now on SoundCloud. My name is Chris Buick and I'm joined once again by friend and fellow nerd, Toby. How are you, Toby?
0: hola mi amigo i am good my friend Thank hola como estas oh no no that's me cut off cut off cut. i to was, I, was <laughs> I, I, I can go all day without my friends so. uh i'm tapped out i'm tapped out
1: well we are bilingual today on the podcast as it turns out um how are you though mate yes good? i'm
0: good i'm good overdue to talk about some dc goodness
1: it's, it has been a while we've been very you know there's been a lot going on in, in our lives and there's just not. This is the only time we managed to. The planets have aligned, and we finally managed to get back together to not only uh, get together and chat generally, but we are here, obviously, to round off the previous discussion we had a few weeks ago, where we talked all about part one of the DC animated movie, The Dark Knight Returns, based on the Frank Miller graphic novel of the same name. We are now here to talk about part two. Um, but before we get into that, obviously as we always do, we have our nerd news section. So, a few exciting bits in this that we need to talk about. Uh, yes. One related to uh, an episode we did um, recently, which for a while was probably going to be up there for number one films of the year. Um, yeah, however, yep,
0: been dethroned.
1: recent events uh, involving a certain Spider-Man have, have changed things, but we'll get into Spider-Man another time. But we are talking about, obviously, John Wick. Uh, we, John Wick Chapter 4, which came out, obviously, this year. We loved it. We, we banged fantastic on it. Uh, it was a yeah. fantastic film, wasn't it? And uh, we speculated at the time whether John Wick 5, which was, at the time, vaguely rumoured, you know, as things always are when you have numerous installments of a franchise. Yeah. But it turns out that John Wick 5 is in early development.
0: Yes. Which is interesting. Not interesting. Con- interesting and conflicting opinions myself at the moment i think as we mentioned in our previous podcast chapter four was a great ending and it left us wanting more does chapter five pick a scab that we didn't really need to and is it more just we can make it therefore we are going to make it rather Mm -hmm. than we've really got a story for it so i i hope they've got a great story for it and it can conclude the story or if they're going to I don't know, are they going to keep it going after five now or is five now going to be the last one, quote-unquote? Who knows?
1: Well, I mean, obviously, there's 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 no details around this yet. The early development means just that. It basically means that they're probably sitting around the table going, hmm, 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 yeah. uh, while looking at a <laughs> blank whiteboard. Um, but it doesn't mean that Keanu's going to be in it. Obviously, if you've seen John Wick Chapter 4, you understand what that means. doesn't mean that, you know, the john the john wick universe has expanded so much since the first film that the possibilities of a john wick film without john wick aren't completely unreasonable however john wick calling it john wick chapter five and not having john wick in it seems odd odd yeah Yeah. and unlikely particularly
0: as they're they're doing spin-offs and they're retitling them aren't they like the ballerina
1: in the continental yeah. yeah you know and um Obviously, all these things are being affected by the still ongoing writer strike. So, you
0: know, who
1: knows when, where, we'll ever hear updates of any of these things or what's happening with them or release dates. But uh, I'm the same as you, conflicting opinions. I love John Wick, love a bit of Keanu Reeves. Uh, But at the same time, I'm very satisfied with how the fourth one ended and how the quadrilogy ended as a whole and came together. So uh, are you then scorching earth? By bringing it back and undoing all that hard work.
0: Yeah. And it, I guess it kind of also de- like defeats the message of that film, isn't it? Where he's, he's trying to get free. And the only way free uh, to become free is his spoilers passing away, which is kind of what he does. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, d- digging up that coffin metaphorically and physically to bring him back. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. On the fence. I, we will, I- We will have to see.
1: I have faith that Stahelski and Keanu Reeves and all the team behind the amazing players that they are could do it. Um I'm just worried that the ending was so good for four and I think the send off was yeah. so beautifully done that you we said this at the time, you how do you stick a better landing than that? Exactly. It's hard to see. Yeah. But then again, we're not filmmakers.
0: So you know That's true. Although, as we have said multiple times on the podcast, we should be, we should be. stories. Yes,
1: we should be because clearly we know what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, we said the Flash would be a good film from the start. No, there's no record to say otherwise. Yeah, um, but um, yeah, I think so. Let's let's just let's just see how it goes. We don't know. It might not happen. Early development films have been in early development before and not come to fruition. Maybe it'll turn into something else. Maybe they won't call it John Wick Chapter Five. Maybe that's just uh holding title for that, yeah. maybe it's something else maybe it's... Uh, John Wick's dog John Wick's dog, uh, I'd watch that, I'd watch yeah, it me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch it um, So yeah, we will obviously revisit this once we know more, if and when we know more so keep out, keep an eye out for that um, Speaking of Flash, I did not mean this segue, it sounds like yes, it, you did. I did not I, was- <laughs> <laughs> just, I would love to say that okay? So <laughs> <laughs> Seamless as always on this podcast. The Flat, so Andy Muschietti, the director of the Flash, uh, upcoming Flash movie, has, um, which I'm still still excited about. I see, keep seeing the trailers yeah. for, I'm still looking forward to, which I wouldn't have said a year ago, um, yeah, but exactly. here we are. But he has said that any Flash sequel, which could happen, depending, I guess, on how films do, or uh, in this new Guniverse, if we believe, is what the internet is uh, naming I think that's what it. We coined it, wasn't we? We coined it. I well, think we coined it. The Guniverse, I've, I've seen it since on the internet, so we are. Oh, tr- we are go. Trendsetting, my friend. Obviously, so, well. um, obviously, it's us. Um, Andy Michiela said that any Flash sequel would most likely feature
0: Ezra Miller, which is an interesting, it's a bold statement. It's a very does bold, you have statement. any choice, it, it, well, uh, yeah, because <laughs> I, I guess it's whether or not James Gunn and Zaslav want. Him to direct it.
1: Now it might be that uh, any, any of his vision for a Flash sequel would feature Ezra Miller. That doesn't yeah. mean that you're
0: right. Ezra Miller will feature in it. So obviously, <laughs> so counting your chickens. I feel it. like this, this is the, uh, the movie's not come out, but everyone's saying how phenomenal it is, and it's the best cinema ever made, and how it's going to change everything. And i'm, that's, I'm that's generally great.
1: praising ezra miller's performance exactly as well.
0: but it's only like a couple of weeks away and no one's seen it yet because i'm just i really hope that it's not like black adam where it's just all this major hype and then it comes out and it's just a turd like just the the critics and everyone that it's just all been mm. hype
1: yeah
0: and it's just not such a letdown because i'm i'm getting i'm not gonna lie i'm getting buzzed in the hype I am getting really excited about it.
1: Uh, yeah, and it's and you know we try and pre- we try and stay objective, but exactly you know, the nerds in us take over very often, and Man, it's, we it's you, Michael
0: Keaton, goddammit.
1: it, exactly. And the Flash, you know, the Flash is a great character, you know. Yeah, you come, but it's a Batman movie, really. It's a Batman it? movie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, every time I see that trailer, Michael Keaton says, "Do you want to get nuts?" I'm just like, "Yes, I do. Yes, I, really I do." do. <laughs> But, yeah, the trailer's got me hyped. I'm not going to lie. I put my hands up and say I'm hyped, and I really hope it's good because I want a DC universe that's fun to watch and, you know, going to get me excited every time there's a a new one on the horizon, kind of like Marvel used to do, you know, and um, go from there. But obviously, if if anyone's unaware, there are ongoing or were ongoing legal troubles with Ezra Miller outside of the film. Uh, They, um, I guess, have being charged of those crimes and the whole, you know, court of public opinion then takes over as to what that means going forward. Um, and yeah. It just seems like a very, I wouldn't say it's a problematic thing to say by Andy Michieti. It's just a very interesting and bold, like you say, stance to have on it. Yeah. And But who knows? Time will tell, obviously, if a Flash sequel comes out, a Flash sequel will come out in, what, two, three years from now? Yeah. Then who knows what, what the, the, the scope of the land will
0: be. Plus the 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 buzz around Ezra Miller has kind of waned a little bit with Jonathan Majors taking center yes, stage when it comes yes. to the controversies. So you know whatever DC or Marvel have to do, their competitors have to try and copy and get on board with as well. So
1: yeah, it's interesting. You're always, you're only as controversial as the as the next controversy, right? So yeah, exactly. As soon as something else comes along, people go, "Oh, this thing now, let's be angry at this." And it's yeah. like, "Oh, well, hold on, we were angry over there we were over here a minute ago. What's going on?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, you know. Right.
0: Well, I guess also that they have, re- whilst this is the Flash movie, the big like marketing buzz has been around the Batman being in it. Yeah, so do you think that's that I mean that may be a deliberate effort to be like yeah Esmer Miller's the, the the poignant character but look at Batman look at how yeah. good batman is yeah
1: obviously there has been a lot of um leaning on the other characters in this obviously you've got supergirl in there yep. as well um I'm really excited to see her as well yeah she, I think this great. could be great I think it's gonna be i think I don't look at it and think I, there are no r- obvious red flags for me when i when I look at the trailer no. Um, it does look fun. It does look action packed. Uh, it's it's going to be long. I'm pretty sure it's going to be like over two and a half hours or something like that. I think. Is, I would imagine so. Yeah. Yeah. So you know you're going to get a lot of ups and downs and hopefully emotions and fun bits as well. um You're right. They have focused more on the other uh, on the other characters being present in the film. Yeah. But it's hard to get away from the fact that not only is Israel in this, he's in it twice. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. Um, so his Sorry, their um, presence in the film is you can't ignore it completely,
0: but yeah, uh, he's double billing,
1: he's double billing, yeah. So, I guess we'll see. Um, it's interesting, is all I can say, but we'll see once the dust settled on the first one if there is even going to be a sequel. Because yeah. the Snyderverse, I love a bit of Reddit deep dive on the Snyderverse, and all their fans have already bombed this one and said this is going to be the the end of James Gunn. I was like, he hasn't even started yet. Yeah, God. also,
0: this has got nothing to do with him. I know. Other, th- other than he's using this as the platform to set up his universe.
1: Yeah, and all he's done is say, this is probably one of the greatest superheroes I've ever seen.
0: Yeah. Like, and of course, ever he ever would seen. do because he's just taken over yeah. the dumpster fire. So he, just- <laughs> he wants to try and get on with the best foot forward just so he can get on with it. 100%. 100%.
1: Um, speaking of films, we're excited for the new Barbie trailer has landed. Um mm, Yeah i can't wait for this one it's it looks it looks so much fun so it looks great. bizarre i love greta Gerlich's films she's a yeah. great filmmaker uh i think it's really well cast i know there's a lot of things going on about him, the fact that ryan goslin and the age difference and stuff i was like have you seen leonardo dicaprio <laughs> and <laughs> it's like they're acting. that's real life yeah um but yeah. um yeah, they, obviously they go to the real world. They, they, she, she has flat feet, which is yeah. Is, really funny. is
0: it is it also just the Lego movie? Because they it, they go to the real world and Will Ferrell's in that, and they go to the real world in this, and Will Ferrell's in it. Is he? Is this now like a toy universe? So everything's sent oh, okay,
1: to him, will all Ferrell. the toys come together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Will Ferrell is actually collects all the toys, and yeah. so the He's next Transformers collecting. will be. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> well, Farrell, and then they do He Man. He Man, yeah. Then there's a bunch of mice from Mars one. or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what was it? What oh, do you remember? That was it. Street Sharks. Street With, like, Sharks. The, yes. Yeah. The sh- sharks in like combat trousers.
1: Yeah, and they skateboarded and yeah, <laughs> and did gra- and like painted graffiti and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I remember Will Farrell
0: sharks. was the linchpin to all the toy universe. Oh
1: God, yeah. He's got those See, alien. We just those... write
0: these brilliant stories.
1: He's got those alien eggs that you, were, yeah. that, you that you were told would reproduce if you pick, yes uh you it stayed down all that stuff um yeah maybe it could be it could be a toy universe but i mean it looks it looks like a lot of fun and there's a yeah. lot of lot of uh, good good casting in it you know a lot of good characters um
0: uh, yeah, it looks like there's going to be some quite fun hijinks in the real world with uh, Ken and Barbie. Yeah,
1: it does look good. And obviously he's going toe-to-toe with Oppenheimer in July, which will yeah. be interesting. Uh, I know which one uh, Ian's more excited about, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll come back to that clash at some point. But yeah, the new Barbie trailer is good. Excited for that one. Um, and then last but not least, as our NER news, uh, we're talking about Spider-Man. Now back to Marvel. Amy Pascal, uh, over at Sony, has teased a live act—not just a live-action Miles Morales movie, but also a fourth Tom Holland Spider-Man f- uh, film, which breaks a record, which we'll get to in a second, and Ooh. a Spider Woman spin-off movie. So yes. this will be the first Spider-Man franchise that has four films.
0: <laughs> yes, I yes. yeah yeah because yeah, mm, okay. I.
1: Toby got what? Toby got three. Andrew Garfield got two, two. and now Tom Holland's getting four. Yeah. So, although think...
0: technically he's been in more than four films, isn't he? This is true. It's not is... been his titular movie, but yes.
1: yeah. So yes, we have we have those three things. So I think a live action Miles Morales sounds. I'm really, down for sounds I'm really, really down good. For. Yeah, we've. We've seen Spider Verse at this point, oh, and we're we are we are super hyped about anything Miles Morales at the minute. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm all for it. Still on that train, so that'd be great. Yeah, um, a fourth Tom Holland Spider Man, I'm happy with. I like yeah, yeah. I like Tom Holland Spider Man. He's, he's been good. Yeah, the way No Way Home ended leaves a lot of you know interesting yeah. things that could happen. Um, and then a Spider Woman movie. I mean, if it's a fresh idea, again, what's to say it can be good? Yeah, lots of spider, lots of lots of spider news, lots of spider yeah. plans in the development, which is great. Um, yeah. Like I say, obviously we're just off the back of Spider Verse, um, which was fantastic. So
0: we're on uh, a spider high.
1: The problem is Sony's record with any other Spider-Man universe outside of the animated stuff yeah. is, is is spotty. That, that's it. that's <laughs>
0: what's that's got me tentative, you know, because the fourth Tom Holland okay, is that going to be tethered to the Marvel universe? or is Sure, it going must to be... be. I would have thought. Well, I don't know because the, the rumor was that...
1: What are they setting up?
0: It, it was setting up for him to be in the Sony world and then a Miles Morales movie, great, but is this going to be based on a new Miles Morales or is it going to be set in the Tom Holland universe or is it going to be the live ad- adaptation of the um, Across the Spider-Verse Miles? Who knows, I kind of like having miles in the across the spy or the spider verse universe just because mm-hmm. I they've done it so well can you do better than that?
1: yeah yeah they are fantastic films and yeah. you are I mean you are putting yourself against the highest bar that you yourself have made yeah, exactly <laughs> um, obviously sort live action and animated studios being slightly different but you know same umbrella. Yeah. A live action Miles Morales versus what we've already seen incredibly done in the two Spider Verse films. Again, high bar, really That's high, high bar.
0: bar. Plus, it seems like the, I mean Spider Woman movie. Okay, that sounds interesting. Is it going to be Jessica Drew? Is it going to be Gwen? Who knows? But they haven't even uh, released Madame Web yet. So no, uh, you know we've got Craven, we've got Madame Web on the fence still, and I'm. Not too excited about either of them yet, so more. It just, it just sounds like more, and Girl. I'd rather focus on the quality.
1: Yeah we uh we In were the quantity obviously we were talking about uh playing the spider-man game after we saw spider-verse and the new upcoming one with Craven the hunter and oh, that's so good they're that seems so more exciting than the upcoming Craven the hunter film uh which... yeah well
0: when when we were talking about that and you reminded me about that coming out I was like, <laughs> oh god yeah that yeah. is coming out with taylor aaron johnson <laughs> yes he there's
1: there's there's a lot on the horizon like spider-man's probably one of if not up there with my favorite superheroes of all time i love anything related to that to that world and that universe and that character but the track record is not great and they need to i guess adjust the rails somehow to get it on track to then or get someone in who can actually steer this thing properly and make if they want to make a sony sinister six spider universe kind of thing that they've been talking about for ages they need they need to just get someone in who's able to do that um and i don't know who that person is but
0: yeah and stop making all of the villains heroes because then they're not really a sinister six are they yeah then more might- of just like a n- nefarious six or mischievous six <laughs> six troublesome six <laughs> yeah exactly
1: yeah so look, we'll see more when news comes out about those things um exciting you know some stuff we'd like to see but you know a bit of trepidation there as well given the current track record but you know let's try and be positive let's think about it as it's going to be great let's sure. Sure. I'll, sure i'll do that for you. Chris. i'll do that for you <laughs> thanks man appreciate it thanks to it. well that was our nerd news uh we're now on to our main event as always um batman the dark knight returns part two is the second half of the epic story as I said before, based on the 1986 Frank Miller graphic novel of the same name. while part one, which we spoke about a few weeks ago, played out the return of Batman after 10 years to take on the latest blight affecting Gotham. Part two now takes our story to a global scale with our Cape Crusader, Crusader not just fighting the Joker, but also being pitted against the Man of Steel himself superman makes an appearance as their i know as their <laughs> conflicting outlooks clash and the threat of a nuclear war wages on in the background there's a lot going on in this film yeah yeah compared to the first one where it's just very con- contained within gotham and this one just goes, now the world. It yeah. doesn't like go America. I, it just goes everywhere.
0: <laughs> now, I've seen these films like a few times because I've got them on Blu-ray and I remember watching them when they first came out and I loved them back then. And I rewatched it today, just before. And I, I forgot how full this one was compared yeah. to the, the first one. Like the first one's great and it's more of like a, a character piece. And this one is just the bombastic action. But then there's quite a solid through line that connects quite well to when you're looking to, to today's yeah. sort of media attention, how much it, it still is relevant and poignant to today's society.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. This, and th- these are some of the points I was going to get onto as well is how, how, at these it doesn't feel even though part two feels much grander and bigger in scale and than part one, they still feel like two parts of one whole rather than two yeah. separate entities. You know, you don't yeah. feel like, okay, I've i I'm basically just watching two different films here. You still yeah. feel connected between the two parts. There's
0: a very good continuity between the two.
1: Hundred percent. And each film is about an hour and fifteen minutes long. So watching both of these I think if you watch both of these back to back, you wouldn't see As in, in a rather than putting one on and two, if you watch them in a straight two hour, two and a half hour period, you wouldn't see that necessary cut where it becomes part two.
0: No, Um, no, I think it'd be a good sort of scene transition,
1: yeah, exactly. Obviously, um, you know, like we said, a lot more happens in part two, but it does have a lot of its themes and a lot of its points and poignancy about really reflecting back the world today, even back then, is still a lot of relevance it still carries all that through for both parts back and forward and i think that's real testament to how they've split the film and structured the film obviously the graphic novels are a good base for that but when you i think you yourself said i know you said it before where sometimes when you do a part two they literally just cut the film in half yeah and then you lose the momentum and i don't think that happens here
0: no this this one picks up really quite it, I mean, it, it basically picks it up right in the middle, doesn't it? It, mm-hmm. it starts off with the the media. It, I mean, it kind of recaps a little bit on what's just happened, but it's in very much in the nature of how the sorry, how the uh, how the film has been betraying the narrative anyway, because it's been very much like the the media representan- representation of the events that have been happening throughout the film. Yes, so it, it's like a recap of Batman's taking out the mutant leader. Um, He's back in action after the original agreement back in the day with the government was that the superhero is going to kind of lay low yeah. and they all agreed apart from that and then Superman was going to be working with the government and it, it's just these media representations and then the build-up because it also helps push along the story because it, it then builds up and ramps up about Corto Maltese and the mm-hmm. conflict with the Soviets and how the US are involved in that and that's very, very topical. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And it, I did, I forgot just how poignant and how topical a lot of this was. And it's crazy to think that back in the 80s, we really haven't moved on that much. No. In terms <laughs> of what it's we're it's talking a,
1: it's about. A, it's, a, it's a sad truth. We haven't. Yeah, exactly. Because with this, obviously, this, um, this, like you say, graphic novel written in the mid-80s, you know, in the middle of a, you know standoffs cold war war, you know between the soviets and the u.s and you know and then this film originally part one came out in 2012 and then part two in 2013 10 years ago still pertinent then and it's still pertinent now you know it just shows you that um unfortunately the world just stays the same world just stays the same It just the i guess the, the the flags shift I guess, yeah. or don't actually. In this case, yeah, I guess, um, well, not- <laughs> yeah but I guess the, the 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 media, the medium in which it's told through, because obviously they've got the, the news stories are showing a perception of a, a media perception of what's going on, and then there's the reality, which obviously yeah. is the world we live in now. Is like what you're told and what actually happens are completely different, disconnected things. Yeah, and Batman's, um presence in Gotham and his return has caused co- has caused a stir all the way up to the very top to an administration that is clearly ill-equipped to deal with its own problems, but yeah. blaming all its problems on this guy who is basically embarrassing them.
0: Yeah. And, uh, I thought it, Ronald Reagan was the perfect epitome of that.
1: Oh, 100%. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're going to have a, a president to, to portray that kind of uh, inefficiency in government, then he's the one, right? Um, yeah. But... Blame it like blaming everyone else for the problems, but I do the, the themes here are, are kind of seeded upon in the first part and then bring and then really brought to fruition in the second part, which is a real good way of kind of maturing them without just shoving them in your face because yeah. it can be a bit like that. Some films, but I think the, obviously, we still got the con everyone condemning his vi- vigilanteism, the fact that Batman is more of a problem than he is a, a cure for this. Things, all these things are still relevant, but they're just really played up onto a bigger scale, uh, like I say, all the way up to the top. So I really like that about it. I really think it's a well thought out story and a well thought out film and how it portrays it in these two parts.
0: Yeah. And it just goes to show how back in his heyday, Frank Miller was one of the best Mm. uh, comic book writers, completely off the rails these days. But back in the day, he really did sort of nail it on the head.
1: He did. He did. He 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 was. He. I mean, he is a good writer. He still is. He just. You know. He's taking different approaches. Let's say it that. <laughs> let's, let's let's say yeah. that that way. But Very he.
0: There's
1: there's a reason he's held in such high regard in our kind of nerdy circles. You know. There's there's a reason yeah. Frank Miller's name is synonymous with the some of the best stories we've ever seen on the page. Yeah, some and, of the best Batman. You know, yeah, he, uh-huh. he
0: wrote, a, and it's kind of funny because he's he's written one of the best sort of openers in the origins with Batman Year One, mm. and then almost one of the best closers with the Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, because I, I wasn't as huge a fan of this uh, graphic novel back in the day when I first read it. Um, it. The actual the animation this this animated part one and two actually made me appreciate it a lot more. Um, I don't think when I was reading it, I was in the right mind frame. Also, I, I I've never been a huge fan of his artwork. I know that might be sacrilege in certain circles, but it's it's always been one of my less fond qualities of his. I love his writing, but the uh, the art style was never great, which is why Year One was brilliant because it's a totally different artist, um, and that really sort of heightened it. But uh, I feel like the animation quality in this elevates his work Mm -hmm. yeah substantially
1: yeah i think you you're right and that's that's a good i guess way to go into that is the look and feel of this film is really good and you know it kind of accentuates his story in a way that perhaps if you weren't a fan of frank miller's artwork or art style particular this will uh, be a bit more is, 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 is different unique enough that it will um allow you to access the story in a different way then um which is great um yeah the, what, what do we think of the animation overall obviously we've been speaking about things like spider-verse and stuff that <laughs> have recently come out we we did our thing on um the doom that came to gotham which was released this year yeah so obviously 10 years before when we're looking at this how do we feel the film i guess holds up looks
0: well, I think it still holds up fantastically well. I mean I know it's ten years, and it's absolutely terrifying to know that that was ten years ago mm. um I'm a bit reeling from that really i I'd forgotten how long ago yeah <laughs> yeah yep. so old. but um no, i think I think it holds up incredibly well um I feel like this was literally um d c animation at the top of their game at this mm. period yeah um there's,
1: there's a specific shot for me in the film. Uh, towards the end, obviously, when the fires are going on throughout Gotham, yeah. with Jim and Sarah yes. embracing, and they're silhouetted against the fire in the background, and I was just like, "Oh, well done! Yeah. That is, looks that was gorgeous. That is gorgeous yeah. animation." that's like the, it's like that all the way through.
0: Yeah, and some of the the fight choreography because yeah. this was if the last one was sort of scenic and character driven, and there was some action, but this one was just balls to the walls action and. The, the My two favorite scenes, which I'll pro- we'll probably go on to a little bit later, mm. but um, the, the the final conflict with Superman mm. had some absolutely yeah astounding animation from a fight choreography sort of standpoint. There's a scene where Batman uh, sort of kicks this rebar up into Superman's face, which knocks him back. He jumps up, throws some batarangs, Grabs this chain of a a, a big sort of um, wrecking ball, grabs it mid jump, swings it round, and slams it back down on Superman. Yeah, in just one, just absolutely beautiful, clean motion, and it was just so beautiful to watch.
1: Yeah, I, I love that fight scene. It was so it's so well done. It's so well choreographed. Yeah. It's not just your 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 typical toe to toe
0: punch slug for punch. Fest.
1: Yeah, slugfest. You know, because. That's not how these two fight. That's not how, you know, if it, Superman and Batman don't would do it. And it really embraces that and kind of gets these are two larger than life beings that will are basically fighting for their own causes. And yeah. it really gets that across like, no, I'm. I need. I need this. This is. Yeah. I need to win this, rather than just doing it because you know they feel obliged. They have yeah. conviction in why they're doing what they're doing as well. Yeah. But they're... it's
0: it's still a great character piece as well because you've got Batman who is just throwing everything at him. He's doing everything he can just to hurt Superman, mm. and all the while Superman is just reasoning with him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Superman may ultimately lose the conflict, but he's holding back a lot of the time, and yeah. he's. Whilst he's the antagonist in the story, he's still trying to be. I mean, he's still trying to be Superman. You know, he's still trying to find a peaceful way to resolve it because at the end of the day, he and Bruce are friends. Yes. And he's working for the government because he thinks that's the right thing to do. So, whilst he's still the antagonist, he's still Superman. And I know some people, particularly big Superman, diehard fans, find this hard to rationalize a superman but i think it's it's still a good portrayal of superman because he's still good you know he's saving people he takes a nuke to the face protecting people yeah and he's still like conflicted in this fight with batman because he doesn't want to beat him he just wants to reason with him exactly and batman's just throwing everything he's got at him literally a wrecking ball rebars like the whole city electrical grid right to his face you know, he's 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 being just absolutely brutal and vicious. Ends justifies the means, while Superman's just like, dude, just calm down a little bit and <laughs> I think we could talk about this while yeah. she's getting punched in the face.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's um it really speaks to the contrast in the two characters. Like obviously they are friends, but you know, have if you've ever read anything. Justice League or anything with the two characters in it, you realise that they are very different people and yeah. they have very different outlooks on how things should go. Um obviously Batman is clear Batman has always been the smart one and he doesn't yeah. win by force. He wins obviously as shown here through intellect and by outsmarting him and buying his time, which obviously he does as soon as the 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 arrow hits yeah. Um, Superman, um, but it's it's a really great showpiece between two great characters, and they're both treated with the respect that they should get given yeah. their iconic status. And also, a much better Batman v Superman than Batman v Superman. Oh, I was <laughs> I was wait, I was waiting to see if we bring it out because I was
0: totally going to say the same thing. Because another thing that really sort of stood out to me was the scale of this conflict. Yes. Like it takes a good city square um for them to fight in you know they go through buildings they go through a construction crew they go through a street whilst the actual bvs uh fight pretty much all just takes place in one building
1: yeah exactly, exactly.
0: and you're just like no that 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 really doesn't work plus batman is using so much more like wide white. there's so many more facets to batman's plan and uh, uh, plan of attack in terms of what he's using to take down Batman in this, whilst in uh, BVS or Batman versus Superman, he's just hitting him with a few grenades of kryptonite and then just wailing on him in a building.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's just so much more in keeping with the actual universe and the characters in that 10-minute period than that two-hour film did. Yeah. You know, and I think I I've watched him going, This this is what I wanted in that scene.
0: Yeah, like he has to use a whole city electrical grid to take him down, like to his knee, not like fully take him out, but just bring him down to his knee.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think as well, because I, I remember I remember saying to myself, laughing, thinking if they both just start shouting Martha, I'm just, yeah. I'm just gonna <laughs> lose it. <laughs> but they didn't, thankfully. Um, but yeah, I just that whole sequence there. And I think the, the representation of both characters, right. Not just in that, obviously, Superman is essentially a hard muscle for the government to go and yeah. deal with their problems. And he is a weapon. That's, that's yeah. his, that is, that is what he's boiled down to. And Bruce, like, almost goads him is that saying you are nothing but a weapon you know you're yeah. not a person you're you just pointed you just pointed at a problem and fired essentially exactly yeah and i think you i think there was enough in the film to see a kind of side of clark or superman that knows that but feels that like that's his way of being that's what he needs to do yeah um even though there's I think, and it might just be me projecting a little bit of conflict within him about that because he's like, well, am I, what happens when, you know, am I on the right side? Am I doing the right things? That kind of thing. Whereas Batman never really struggles in his conviction. He's always like, yeah, this is what I'm doing. This is why I'm doing it. Don't care. Right. Get in my way kind of thing. So yeah, I love that.
0: This feels like the vintage Superman sort of conflicted by his truth, justice in the American way. Yes. And it's very much like that's, that feels like it's 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 taken that aspect of superman because obviously the modern day superman is is less of just the american way and more of a he's the global hero yes but you know back in that era he was very much america's hero wasn't he he was he was very much i mean he was the poster boy for american um super heroics. you know he was the yeah. first superhero
1: yeah, he's it's kind of like Captain America esque in a way, where he's like the he's like the guy that America says this is our guy, and you know yeah. this is who we've got. Um, but they totally like ha- abuse him in terms of the power that he has. You know, oh, 100%, he's yeah. As like, and I, well,
0: I, there's a scene with Ronald Reagan where he's like, "We've got to protect our interests." Uh, I mean. Uh, Fight yeah.
1: yeah, I love that bit where it's just like, like, oh, slip the tongue, Oops. Yeah, and,
0: um, and we've got God on our side yeah. for the next best thing, which is Superman. He's
1: basically saying, our gun's bigger than your gun, right? Exactly, so, yeah. And I'm not really worried, because if you want to fire a nuke at us, I'll just get this guy to take it into space. But, exactly. Which, you know, when you think about it, it's like, well, yeah, of course Superman can do that. But Superman, yeah. at the end of the day, he, he doesn't really want to be a hired gun. He wants to be the guy who's like, you know, he wants to be the hero. He wants to be the hero, but he doesn't want to be a hero at anyone else's expense, you know? Yeah. And I'll and I'll put my hands up and for a long time I, I can I misunderstood Superman as a character. I always thought like, well, you've got all this stuff and that you can do, and why are you doing it like this? And I realize and it was only through reading and recommendation from you know people like yourselves and Ian that I've gone actually I, I completely understand Superman's
0: yeah. character I'm, I'm- now. I'm culpable of that as well. I think Ian's probably the biggest Superman influence for me because I, I was always well, oh, you know, Superman's great and all, but he's kind of boring because he's got everything. So what's the conflict?
1: Yeah, that, and that's what I was like. I was like, I always used to compare Superman to like when you were kids and you'd always like be playing superheroes and. Inst- you know, someone will go. Oh, I can do this. I can do this, and then you have other kids and go. Well, I can do. It. I I get you because I can do this. And there's just that kid who's always yeah. got all the stuff.
0: Just that dickhead. Yeah. 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 And you're just
1: like, <laughs> well, I was like, you as and I, I'll be honest. I was like, it's a bit boring. I was like, he can fly. He can literally go back in time. He can yeah. burn things. With his I was like, what? If he if he can do everything, what's the drama? You know. Yeah. It's like, and it, but but like, then you
0: like you actually think about it. Well, actually, if you've got all that and you can do all that what's it like experiencing that what, in a paper mache world, basically? Well,
1: what's it like to be God, essentially? Yeah. 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 And that, when, when you twist it to think about, I mean, this is turning into a Superman appreciation. Yeah. Game, <laughs> which, is, which is totally fine. Ian's right, going yeah. to love it. Um, but um, when you twist it into that goal, uh, I would say with great power comes great responsibility. What? Yeah, And we uh, have got to have one cliche quote that yeah. so, um, but when you start when you start thinking about that character in that way you think jesus that burden you have of being able to go because people must be like why don't you help us why can't you help us why why superman why aren't you here why aren't you saving us why is all yeah. this stuff that and it's like well he's he's still a he's still a man he might be a superman but he's still yeah. a man and at the, the end of the day and he must and he lives with that the whole is all the time whereas Bruce, on the other hand, is just like, no, I'm going to solve this problem with brute force and just come at him yeah. with a sledgehammer. Whereas Things
0: don't work the way I want them to, so I'm going to make them.
1: Yeah, whereas Superman is a sledgehammer. He just doesn't really want to be a sledgehammer, yeah. I guess. So I, I I think going back to, I guess, this film, yeah. it really, I, I, I did... And like I say, it might be partly me projecting, but I do feel like the film does portray that in a kind of way where Superman doesn't want to necessarily be the guy who just flicks people away with his hand. Yeah. You well, know? I think
0: he does. I think he does. And I think he, he the the final conflict, like I said, with Batman really solidifies that. Is He doesn't want this fight. He's just put in a place where he has to have it. Yes. And he, he would rather have it as a much more amicable conversation because you can kind of see throughout the film because – there's a couple of meetings beforehand. You know, there's the first altercation where, um, you know, Bruce is fighting in his old granny outfit against <laughs> yeah, the, the Joker Henry. Yeah, I had that written down. <laughs> yeah. I was like, does he just have that on hand? But, you know, he 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 fights, um, oh, what's that character's name? uh, uh duke i think it is the the woman with the nazi the
1: woman with the swastikas on her breasts yeah you know (laughs) very 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 out there
0: design but that's very frank miller design yes yes um you know superman turns up there looking badass as hell with the big red glowing eyes and he's like bruno bruno that's the one yeah like, we should talk, and Bruce just sort of says, not now, I've got other things to do. And Superman could very much be like, no, I want to talk right now, but he respects Bruce's method. And then he comes to his house. Yeah. And then he talks to him and he says, okay, cool, we can do it your way or we can do it my way. And Bruce basically, like you say, goads him into doing it his way. Yes. And he, he kind of does everything he can do to try and rationalize and reason with Bruce, but Bruce just keeps like, nah, Cool. No, just do it my way. We'll just we'll just fight this out. This yeah. is how it's going to
1: end. Yeah. If anything, I think in the end you find out that that Bruce is is kind of a, a dick. You know, obviously. Yeah. And he always he, he always, always kind of has been. He always has been. But he, re- I think it's really portrayed in this film that he is non-negotiable. He doesn't look. He doesn't always necessarily listen to reason, even when yeah. I mean Alfred, Robin, anyone. He just goes, yeah. and he's always been like, he's always been no. This is how we do things. Yeah. Um, because it's
0: funny with how his treatment of Robin as well, because like m- nearly all the way through the film is like, do this. And if you do it wrong, you're God. fired. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. And yeah. And but you like, part of you thinks oh, he wouldn't actually, but far apart things, yeah, he would. He'd be yeah, like, no, I would cut my loose ties with you um, if I had to, because i don't it's my way of the highway and it always has been any but any yeah. any iteration of batman has that so obviously even even like the new 52 they carry that for us to say no this you're in my bat family but i am the boss i do yeah. you do what i say and yeah and it's he, only
0: when he has something like some trial or hardship that he slowly gets that sort of wake-up call and he's like oh actually you know I, there is another approach so it he always has to have those humbling moments before he can kind of have his eyes yeah. open to it. Yeah. And he, he thinks he can just Batman his way out of yeah, it. Yeah.
1: He needs real tragedy to strike before he's willing to, yeah. <laughs> to do something, you know? Um, you know, if like uh, Alfred or something gets in, gets in danger or anything like, and we've seen even the Batman with Robert Pattinson, when Alfred gets um, blown up by the Riddler's mail bomb thing yeah. that, causes a turning point and that is quintessentially batman batman will bulldoze his way through a situation until he hits a wall that he can't get through and then he'll think mm, maybe i should try something else yeah um but and again but that's where the the beautiful conflict of these two completely contrasting characters come through between that yeah. and Superman. inversely you've got someone who is a wrecking ball in himself in the joker coming through who's oh, just yeah so good in this film i think yeah. and michael emerson who was fantastic he was fantastic who if no one knows who that is he played ben in lost and he I, Minus, I, I yeah. know, i've always loved him since lost he was so yeah, um, great villain maniacal and conniving and that and yeah. i was like well that's joker right so yeah. you know um from the minute obviously he gets his day pass you know like shit's gonna happen right yeah he's like, he's like he killed 600 people like you gave him a day pass like yep. who runs gotham i mean yeah. this is ridiculous i know he it's literally always killed conan old. o'brien yeah he literally <laughs> killed conan o'brien um but his whole part of this film from the the, the talk show moment which you know very joker Joaquin Phoenix kind of vibes as well. Yeah. Obviously, this was this predates that. So yeah. it made me wonder if that was kind of, you know, um an homage in the in the in Tom I, I would room. imagine so. I, 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 I feel so.
0: like I, yeah, I feel like the Joker movie where Whacking Phoenix was performed really well. The story itself was very derivative of a lot of other beats. You know, there's lots of The Dark Knight returns, there's yeah. Taxi Driver, there's um Oh, what's the film with Robert De Niro, the comedian one? Oh, King of Comedy. Exactly, yeah. King yeah, it's of King of Comedy. Don't, it's that, King yeah. King of Comedy and Taxi.
1: Yeah, pretty of. much. Yeah, it's 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 a guy trying to make a Scorsese film, essentially. Exactly, yeah. Um, no disrespect, but that's essentially what you've done. Yeah, um, exactly. In a nutshell. But that that talk show scene from that obviously more slightly directly correlates to this one, which I think you know is probably one of the sinister moments And this film this part too does really amp up I guess the sinister aspects yeah, of things yeah. and it starts from there and yeah. I think well, from,
0: from there up until the uh the tunnel of love scene oh yeah it's just yeah uh, just an upping of the ante all the time and that conflict between the joker and batman in the tunnel of love is just brutal
1: yeah and also Joker just dancing free shooting random people it's very yeah. Um, yeah. it's very uh I don't want to use edgy because that sounds like it's downplaying itself but it's very like in a in a in a but time, it, I think where it we is because
0: think... it, it's showing Joker's just total disregard for life. So he is just playing it for laughs. He's like, "Yeah, sure, you're just but in my way. I'm just gonna shoot you."
1: Yeah, but we—I don't think like even if you look back at the Dark Knight, if he Ledger, he doesn't shoot random people. He no. shoots maybe a guy who's in his way or in a criminal who he doesn't agree with. But he's never just dancing through, yeah. picking off people. You know, well, he's,
0: he's he's trying to push Batman, isn't he? Because he's yeah. trying to get him to cross that line, and obviously he almost kind of does yeah but one of my this has probably got one of my favorite bits of joker and batman dialogue where batman and just up turns the boat and he's like no more and he said all the people i've killed by letting you live and then the joker's just like well i've never kept count and then bruce says i have i have yeah and then the joker's like, and i know you do and that's why i love you and it's just that is just the perfect encapsulation of their relationship like the joker doesn't do any of this for anyone but Batman. He's just trying to focus on Batman. All this death, all this chaos that he creates is just focused for Batman's attention.
1: Yeah, he doesn't do it for any other reason because obviously, as we know, in that's part, the joke. And yeah, that's it. in in part one. He's he's in the he's in the um, asylum, and he's, he's just totally catatonic. And, Atomic, isn't and he? it's not until Batman comes back. He because Batman is Joker's reason for being, reason for doing anything, and that brings us back to the theme of batman problem or cure you know and he's a and we said this before he's probably a cure on a small level but he's a he's a problem on a bigger level when it comes to joker and all the other rogues gallery that come forward because of batman
0: yeah it's just upping the ante isn't it yeah going after common criminals as a guy dressed up you're gonna have someone dressing up take out the guy dressing up
1: yeah I, a I, circle. I, I, I love the whole dynamic between him and Joker in this film. I think it's 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 really good. Yeah, adaptation and of their relationship.
0: Oh, Joker is so was sinister, so
1: sinister, so softly spoken enough. Not yeah. not not hammy or over the top like you know some other people, Jared Leto. Um, you know, <laughs> um, you know, he doesn't go, he doesn't lean too far into it. He doesn't try and pantomime the joker which i feel like a lot of people could easily do he's the joker is very deliberate and says what he means and says what he says not 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 just to cause a like chaos but to land his words his words mean everything what he says and i think michael emerson really gets that and that's something mark hamill obviously does really well but yeah and i think michael emerson deserves high praise for taking a role that is been that is obviously been very well represented over the years in many forums and making yeah. it his own in a way um yeah so fair play to him i think a lot of the other performances are good in this as well obviously we've um spoken about them in part 1 but i think peter wellers again brings a yeah. real always a standout yeah because he has to bring a different few gears to bruce and batman in this one obviously dealing yeah. with joker and trying to it, it, like you say in that scene there with that dialogue he the delivery of that those back and forth between those two it's just oh it's incredible yeah and the rousing speeches to his sons of batman who he's finally yeah. got Another inside great scene. yeah you know he, he they're great and then obviously ariel winter they're they're all great yeah. performances in this which is where uh, I guess an animated film. I suppose as well as just as animation and story lives and dies on. If the voice cast doesn't convince you, then yeah, how can you buy into a character? And something again, voice actors deserve more credit than they get because oh yeah, yeah. they bring characters to life.
0: Yeah, and Mark Valley is Superman and David Selby is James Gordon, both brilliant in their roles. Yeah, I Gordon was a was a great highlight because I, I liked when um the buildings are on fire. And as much as Batman's inspiring people, James Gordon's doing the same. He's like, mm-hmm. if you guys want a roof over your house, like now's the time to just get on board. We've all got to work together and save this city.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, I, I, I think just across the board that the, the performance is great, but I think Gordon really, because obviously at the end of part one, he gets ousted as commissioner for the new commissioner. And yeah. that's kind of a, oh, well, we could just let Gordon fall by the wayside of it, right? but Gordon is such a quintessential part of Batman's world that you can't just yeah. not, and the fact that he doesn't stop being Jim Gordon, even if he doesn't have a badge, I love that whole thing, and I think you're right. Yeah. I think Selby really b- brings about what Gordon's about, and he's, even after he's lost, well, I guess his life, in terms of being a police officer, partly due to the his relationship with Batman he's still on un- he's still the good guy and he's still the guy who's gonna do what he needs to do to yeah, but he's still a grumpy old man in <laughs> today as well Because yeah. you know that's Gordon right but um yeah, I think the performance is great obviously, you've got um Conan O'Brien we mentioned as the top show yeah. host, you know he's uh, I, d- I didn't know he was in it but as soon as I heard his voice it's like, oh yeah, no that one yeah. that's him and then um uh obviously the the new commissioner. Uh, takes obviously introduced in part one, but I think really takes on a good role of trying to capture the Batman and yeah. just
0: always being that step behind. Um, yeah. But she, she's like the, the classic uh, new boss Yeah, comes in, tries to be a bull in a China shop and make all the big changes and just totally mucks it all up yeah
1: yeah exactly exactly and um, but great performances across the board obviously uh any standout moments for you um i had a couple um titled under just what the fuck moments uh <laughs> one of them being why is he wearing an old women's outfit like yeah. I, I couldn't figure out why he yeah. was in it. I was like, of all the things you could have worn, I mean, you're Batman. You don't need to be
0: <laughs> in costume. You you're can literally in hide
1: room. in shadows. You don't yeah. need to disguise yourself. So I was like, yeah. what? And then in the same scene, I was like, I wrote, I just wrote down Bruno with the swastika breast question yeah. mark. I was like, I mean, I was like, well, it's Frank Miller, but yeah, I was, well, I was gonna
0: say that, that 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 just screams trademark Frank Miller. You know, because so, Bruno just seemed like something that f- fell straight out of Sin City. And the old lady costume was just absolutely just ass backwards randomness. Like it, that made no sense to me, and that felt the most jarring. Yeah, because the the dude runs around in a cape and a cowl. What what's the point? He's I know. not. There's no real need for undercover there. Because did he? Unless he was deliberately after these guys, because he knew they were the Joker's henchmen. But he could have got the drop on them at any point. It didn't really need yeah, to be dressed up. That's, that's like what that. I mean.
1: And also, it made him seem like he was a foot shorter as well. I don't know. Yeah. I was just like, this is this is all kinds of weird. So that that scene for me was one of those. So I was like, I have no idea what's going on. So, yeah. And when it finished, I was like, okay, well, let's just move on from that. Yeah. One.
0: So I I also think the uh, the shop owner says at one point, "Go get him, Batman." it's like how the fuck do you know that's batman yeah and unless this has happened to you before <laughs> just like, always batman's, comes in <laughs> this is batman's like haunt as the old little lady
1: yeah i don't know it, it and that whole scene i was just like okay like if we had to take one bit out of this film it'd probably be that bit i feel like we don't yeah it, or so, someone should have said let's rework this i was like yeah. I know it was the eighties and we're trying to be faithful, but let's let's rework this one. Could have um, tweaked that a bit. Yeah, yeah could have tweaked that a bit. Um and then the the other ones, obviously Ron and Don are back, but they're on Sons of Batman now, <laughs> which, yeah. Uh, but they're just <laughs> slice and dice, and they go they nasty like all the time. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. well, I'm glad you guys are back. I don't really know what you're doing. You seem like really ineffective. I don't know how you've got this far, but welcome back, guys. I don't know how you're here. Um, but any any other standout moments for you, obviously good or bad?
0: Um, I wouldn't say there's any more random ones like that. I'm sure there are, but nothing. Oh, I guess Selena Kyle, um, being what she was yes in,
1: uh, the portrayal it, of selena was a bit jarring as well yeah i felt a, yeah not in a terrible way but like uh i was like oh i was not expecting
0: yeah it, it it just felt a bit anticlimactic for such a poignant character in batman's story yeah um it, and, yeah. and also I, I i feel like it's a bit dismissive of her character because i guess this is a continuation in terms of batman's story from Uh, year one where it's very heavily influenced or intimated that selena kyle is maybe a lady of the streets yes so i guess you could kind of say that that continuation of that plot line could bring her to this sort of storyline in dark knight returns but I I don't know. I, I've always been a Catwoman fan, and I feel like this... Yes, it didn't do a, her justice as well. No, I, yeah. And I, I think it's a little bit antiquated and maybe a little bit dated for today's sort of audiences. It was very Even close Even 10 to, years ago. Yeah,
1: it was very close to fridging as well, basically exactly. having her in there just to perpetuate Batman's reason for carrying on with the story. Yeah, it's and like, I don't
0: think... Batman's ever really needed much more of a reason to go after the Joker other than the, the, their relationship ongoing.
1: Yeah, I just it was all it did it didn't land too well with me either. That yeah. whole because I love Catwoman, Selena Kyle is a great, great, great character. character, and yeah. and pretty much any iteration I've I've read that she's in, um, and yeah, I get that they're trying to use that relationship we know she has with Bruce in the canon as a kind of instigator for him, but it's just yeah. not really well handled.
0: Yeah. It, yeah. I'd say that, that for me was probably the biggest standout sort of that didn't really fit. But in terms of the positives, I think all the positives outweighed the negatives, you know, mm-hmm. the, the fights, I thought the social commentary was so uncannily poignant to these days, uh, to, to sort of today's, uh, current conflicts and things like that, and I thought the um, the conflict between the Joker and Batman was just outstanding, and then almost surpassed with the Superman Batman conflict. I thought those two were just such huge scenes.
1: Yeah, I'd agree. I think yeah, I think for me the ultimate moment is that conflict between Superman and Batman, like we discussed yeah. earlier. So it's it's definitely the highlight of the film. But in what is a very, in my opinion, strong film that will give you a lot of moments that will please both Batman fans and really kind of help newcomers understand properly how these characters, I guess I say properly, obviously our opinion, but how these characters are and what they're about and just kind of represent the Batman universe in a way that, you know, is faithful, I think. And I think the film does a really good job of that. Um, So I guess closing... uh, thoughts then would be how do we rate this film um for the record um i had someone say to me the other day that they really like our broadly scale so oh, um enough. we'll so, stick to it then we'll stick to it so you know um what do we think i I'd think say broadly great broadly great broadly great i'd say broadly good boarding on broadly great i think it's uh, a really good depiction of batman but not just him but his whole like I just said, universe, you know, you've got allusions to the justice league, Superman coming in there, Joker, Selena. Yeah. you've got all so much stuff going on. It really expands its scale well, but not in a way that, like I said before as well, makes you feel like part one and part two are different films. You know, it makes it feel like you're just watching a whole um, yeah. film. Um, don't know about how you feel about that.
0: Yeah. I, I'm, I'm always more forgiving of the DC animated movies because One, I'm a DC fanboy through and Mm -hmm. through. Yeah. Um, And I think my opinion on the animation side of things is very apparent. I am here for all things animation. Yes. I think it's a criminally underrated art form. Um, So I'm always a little bit more sympathetic of those things. But I I feel like this really sort of stands up with a lot of the live out I mean, it it surpasses a hell of a lot of the more recent DC live action depictions of these characters. Yeah. hopefully the flash can change that but uh yep. I, i'd say broadly great just because i think that it, it adapts the source material so well and for me anyway it elevates my opinion of it based on what they do with the material in terms of the animation style because um, i there's a lot of times where they really tailor away from how it's styled in the graphic novel Yes. Um, which can really sort of change and jar the tone. Whilst I think they were faithful to Frank Miller's artwork, but elevated it for a more consumer audience.
1: Yeah. They, t- um, they took its strengths and played with them well, while maybe leaving some of the stuff that I guess should be left with the graphic novel.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And I, I for that, I feel that it, it gets brownie points from me. Yeah. Um, Plus, I think there hasn't been, and I think I said this to you before we started recording, that I don't think there's really been an animated DC movie that's been to this level. Like the Doom that came to Gotham was great, but I think the animation, I think certainly some of the fight scenes in this were far better choreographed mm-hmm. and animated than even that. Yeah, and a hell of a lot more of the more recent ones, like the, ha- the I don't know if you've seen the Hush adaptation. I haven't yet. No, it's on my list. That's bloody awful. Like long, long Halloween Part One and Two. Because I love were good.
1: Hush as a as a comic. Yeah,
0: I I watch it. Let me. I, I'd love to hear what right. your thoughts. I'm gonna are
1: read now. it, then watch it. So yeah, I'd love to hear it. your thoughts
0: because they they drastically change.
1: Maybe that'll be our somewhere. next. Maybe that'll be our next one for the Batman yeah. DC yeah. animated
0: universe. I'd be keen to hear your thoughts on that. But like, for me, this is definitely one of the the higher points in the animated world, and I've always been a fan of them um, in a very long time. So I, I'd stick to the broadly great for me.
1: Cool good stuff good film good film would recommend and both parts watch them both great as a as a whole experience i think is yeah the best, that would be quite good i've always way. split them yeah yeah i think it but i think both scenarios you you're on to winner really for this story i think you're anyone who like i say is a batman fan hasn't seen it or wants to watch it again you absolutely should Great stuff, um, but unfortunately, that is all the time we have for this week. Thank you, as always, Toby. It's always a pleasure talking to you, especially about Batman. Um, oh,
0: you're most welcome.
1: We, we do love, we do love our Dark Knight, don't we?
0: Oh, um, we do, we
1: do almost as much as you love Star Wars. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I've said I, I love all things, all things nerdy. You so love,
1: we do, we we love all things nerdy here. We love. It's
0: hard, it's hard it's, being it's, in love with so many things.
1: Yeah, it is it is. It, takes up so much time um (laughs) but we will of course be back very soon um thank you to everyone who uh, has listened and continues to listen every week we do really really appreciate it um if you want to listen to our other nerdy stuff that we talk about um every on every episode we are on spotify google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, and soundcloud we are on instagram at the phantom zone podcast if you want to drop us a message or Give us something you want us to talk about. We're happy to do that. You can do yeah. drop us a message. You can even email us at the Phantom Zone Podcast at gmail.com. You know, we we're always happy to hear from people. And, you know, next time, I think we'll be speaking about uh, Spider-Verse, across the yeah. Spider-Verse. And so we will be joined. It will be the first time in a long time, but we'll be joined by Ian and Simone. So the four of us will be back together again. which is four. very The core four. There's a scream reference for you guys. Um, I said that work the other day, and someone went, Oh, it's really good. And I was like, Yes, yeah, came up (laughs) with that. Um, (laughs) 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 yeah, I I, I admittedly, I don't, I can't be that guy who's like, Oh, yeah, I came up with that, even though I'm just like, I get really edgy. Um, the core four will be back for uh, the spider verse. Um, Toby and I are chomping at the bit to talk about it. I know, I know, but um, So please join us for that. But until then, until next time, thank you very much. Goodbye.
0: Bye-bye.